Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 5 p.m., with church school for all ages at 9 a.m. Please also connect with us online at chapelofthecrossms.org. I hope this sermon enriches your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. One of the hot trends in the church, according to evangelism consultants and the church growth gurus on the YouTube, is a sermon series. A parish will announce a series on a book of the Bible or a topic, and the sermon each week will obviously discuss that topic, perhaps building an argument over several weeks. I personally am not a huge fan of sermon series. One, the focus of our our worship is the Eucharist, not my brain droppings. These days... Some of us don't come to worship every Sunday, and these absences are noted on your permanent record. (laughs) And I wouldn't want someone to feel lost or left out. And such series minimize inspiration by the lectionary, current events, or the Holy Spirit. All that being said, and you may be wondering where I'm going with all of this, I have inadvertently preached a series-esque series of sermons over the past couple weeks. So, at the risk of the ultimate pretense, quoting myself, I will summarize. Two weeks ago, I preached about freedom, inspired by Paul's word to the Galatians. You are called to freedom, brothers and sisters, and how ultimately we are free to love one another. For Paul reminded the Galatians, for the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then last week I preached about humility and Paul's word to the Hebrews about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, how they confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. Such humility seemed apt as a compliment to our pride on Independence Day. And so our call to love and our call to be humble leads me to this Sunday and this sermon and Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan is probably the best known story in all of the Gospels except for the Christmas and Easter stories. Almost all of us 
are familiar with the characters and the plot. And on a basic level, this parable is a valuable reminder of the importance of acts of kindness. Here is that unidentified man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, and on the road he is attacked, beaten, and left for dead on the side of the road. And three people pass by, all with the, the ability to help this man. But only the third man, the Samaritan, is moved with pity. The Samaritan goes to him and bandages his wounds, and he brought him to an inn and took care of him. We, too, are called to be like the Samaritan, to be a helper and not make the same choices as the priest or the Levite, but instead be moved and to do something about those in our world who are broken. However, I believe that there is a second lesson, a much more important lesson to be learned from the Good Samaritan. Rob Bell, the popular postmodern preacher, wrote this about the Good Samaritan. You can make it about roadside assistance, which is fine, maybe even helpful. But Jesus is calling us to something way bigger and higher and deeper and more transcendent. For the parable begins with a question, who is my neighbor? And after Jesus tells the story, the answer is the one who showed him mercy, the Samaritan. But that is odd, because Samaritans were one of the most hated minorities in Jesus' time. Folks were taught to hate, not avoid, not exclude, but truly to hate Samaritans because of their unorthodox form of Judaism and their Assyrian ancestry, many believed that one could become contaminated by walking through Samaritan territory. Samaritans were, were cursed in the synagogues. They weren't allowed to testify in court, and they were considered inescapably damned to hell. The Samaritan was the lowest of the low. And so for Jesus to imply that a Samaritan was our neighbor was incredibly radical, if not patently insane, to the people who heard this parable for the first time. And we may not realize it, but Jesus is subverting a first century storytelling convention in this parable. Lots of stories in first century Palestine began with a priest, a Levite, and an Israelite. And the Israelite was always the hero of the story. So when Jesus started to tell this story, everyone sort of knew, oh, I know what's going to happen here. A priest, a Levite, and a Samaritan. I'm surprised Jesus didn't have a riot on his hands. But 2,000 years later, we must ask ourselves, who are our Samaritans? All of us, including myself, have Samaritans. Those we avoid, those we exclude, those that we revile, 
the very core of our being. But Jesus calls us to love them. And if you are asking in your head, yeah, but what about... Yeah, sorry. Them too. A parishioner at eight pulled me aside after the service and said, does this mean I have to love Ole Miss fans? <laughs> a friend called me the other day. We don't talk a lot, but he's one of those friends that if we needed each other, we would be there without question. He's also an Episcopalian, and he often teases or berates me about the latest goings-on in the church. We all need that friend that knocks us off our perch every now and then. But he wasn't in a joking mood when he called the other day. He was actually quite upset. A leader in the church, not here at the chapel, but a leader of the, the Episcopal Church, called him a name. Not him personally, but people who have a particular opinion about a particular issue. Now, I won't say what opinion or what issue or what leader. None of that is actually important. But I do have a problem with someone belittling my friend. And, and I'm not going to get political, but there's a lot of belittling going on these days. And while we may have important issues to discuss and debate and wrestle with in the various spheres we inhabit, what really grieves my heart is when we devalue the people with whom we disagree. You and I could be on different sides of an issue, perhaps several issues, but that doesn't make either of us less of a citizen or less of a Christian or less a beloved child of God. We are not called to agree with our neighbor, but we are called to love our neighbor. And everyone is our neighbor. At the end of today's gospel, the Samaritan is described as having mercy. And mercy, as Jesus understood it, was not just a warm feeling or charity or empathy, but mercy was action, actually doing something about the brokenness in the world. And we can begin to heal that brokenness when we heed the call to love our neighbor. We could be agents of healing if we are humble and recognize that everyone is our neighbor. Such recognition and such love are countercultural, and I struggle with loving all as much as the next person. But if we do love, if we do reach out, if we just try, then perhaps we will fulfill the words that Jesus said in last week's gospel when he said to his disciples, the kingdom of God has come near.